Welcome to the Dave and Lisa podcast. Well, another week has gone by, Lisa. Yep, big, big week. Uh, You know, I don't know if you saw the newest trend that's out there right now. I know that uh, a lot of people aren't able to hug during this pandemic. And so there's this new trend now called cow hugging. I like to call it cow cuddling, though. That's a way better term for it. But cow hugging. I think you could have a brand new business here. I could have a brand new business. As a matter of fact, it's funny you bring that up. I was feeding my cows yesterday, and I've got a couple that I bought early this spring from a guy that I don't even know, but the deal was a good deal. (laughs) Did he have some magic beans? (laughs) uh, Yeah, pretty much. Uh, These cows will hit you where the good Lord split you, if you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty salty. And so I was thinking about maybe uh, sending Nancy Pelosi a little uh, invite to see if she wanted to come down and do some cow hugging, cow cuddling. Mm, Cow cuddling. Yeah, because Mm. they're what we would call in the business, in the rodeo business, headhunters, if you know what I mean. It's like you walk out of my house and it doesn't matter where they're at in the pasture, they're already looking for you. That's kind of scary. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would want to go cow cuddling around my house. I uh, don't have to worry about anybody sneaking in my pasture you and know, cow cuddling. I was trying to set up this whole new business venture for you, and you're not selling it very well. <laughs> well, it just depends. <laughs> you know, it just depends on who, who the customer is. Okay, maybe we should go back to goat yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't have any goats, so I'm out on that deal. Oh, forget it. Just forget it, okay? I'm, I'm, You're going to have to... I, I, here's, I know what I can do. What? Uh, I read this this week. I don't know if you saw this. I think we, we talked about this, I think. What? Uh, Top Ramen Noodle Company is looking for a chief noodle officer. Chief noodle officer. So what is a chief noodle officer? It basically, you just sit around and eat. Uh, they, they actually are coming up with different flavors of ramen noodles. And you basically sit around and eat ramen noodles all day and say, yeah or no, thumbs up, thumbs down, and get paid $10,000. Wait, $10,000? Yeah, so I think that would be a little more uh, lucrative than cow cuddling. (laughs) For me, anyway. Yeah, I know. Because I don't think I'm going to have any repeat customers on the cow cuddling. No, you definitely could down some ramen noodles, though. Maybe a lawsuit or something. Yeah, I can down. Matter of fact, uh, I was doing the math, and back in college... I could have been a millionaire. <laughs> Especially since ramen is only like 10 cents a package mm. or something like that. Did have I, they gone up? Did I ever eat some ramen noodles? I, that that was back when I think Taco Bell had the uh, 59 cent menu. Oh? Wouldn't have paid to be around my house without a gas mask. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite ramen? Uh, I like the beef. I know. Go figure. <laughs> But I like the chicken, too. Beef and chicken. Yeah. And I like the Oriental. I like that. I've, I've only had chicken. I've never ventured out and tried any other flavor. Sometimes, you know, back in the day, I would uh, get the beef ramen noodles. And, like, maybe I had some extra roast or something left over. Chop up the, the, the meat and put it in there. Yeah. Maybe uh, throw some broccoli in there. And Ooh, you fancy. Voila. I'm at, like, the walk-in. <laughs> you fancy boy. Have you heard about the Natty Light Contest? 
Yeah, you got me all excited there for a while. Yeah. So this is like a, a you get a, a a free ride on their company plane. Yeah, they like take you up on a private jet. Now you don't you're not actually going anywhere. It's not like a free trip. They're just taking you on the private jet. You fly around for a few hours, and then you land back at the airport that you boarded at. They call it the flight to nowhere. Yeah, that's what it is. The flight to nowhere. The only problem with it is the only drinks on board the jet is Natty Light. Yeah, and for uh, most people that have been drinking Natty Light all their life, they've already been on the flight to nowhere. Oh, gosh. That's so mean. <laughs> I know a bunch of my uh, dad's buddies that that drink Natty Light. I'm trying to remember if I... And I've, have drink Natty Light. I don't know if I've ever tried a Natty Light, honestly, to make say much about I, it. It ain't bad. I mean, if you ain't got nothing else. I mean, if you've had, like, 30... Bud Lights, then you can switch to it's Natty Light. It's funny because all matter. these college kids now, they're they're trendy because they're drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon and Natty Light. And I'm like, dude, that is not trendy. That's nasty. <laughs> Who knew you were a trendsetter in college? Yeah, I, I don't know. I by the I, You can't blame that on me. The only time I ever drank Pabst Blue Ribbon when I was like eight and my dad was drinking it. <laughs> There's so much there. I'm not even going to touch it. <laughs> Just saying. Since we're talking about Natty Light, why don't we talk about the the new fancy top shelf Dollar General? Is that what they're calling it? Top shelf? Top shelf, yes. Yeah, it's, top it's shelf. Basically the Neiman Marcus of Dollar General stores. It's everything is five dollars and less instead of a dollar or less. Ooh, don't they already have that with the five below stores? Yeah, that's actually who they're competing with. Okay. Uh, apparently, uh some of the Dollar General stores were, uh, I don't know if they got a complex, because people were looking for a higher quality <laughs> merchandise. It wasn't me. So they went to the five and below stores. <laughs> Dude, I like going to the everything's a dollar store. Have you been in that place? I feel like I'm Beyonce up no, in there. No, I no. check out and they're like, oh, that's $10. I'm like, I got all of this for $10. I'm going back. I can get more. I used to go to there, but they, I'm actually not allowed. You're not allowed anymore. in there? No. What'd you do? Well, I never really, I never had a lot to do because I couldn't afford it, but I did enjoy going to the Everything's a Buck store and price checking everything I would but hold, everything's a dollar i would hold something up and go excuse me sir how much is this um that is one dollar sir oh cool hey how much is this shampoo it's a dollar sir everything in the store it's a dollar really that's <laughs> awesome hey man how much for this toothpaste it's a dollar Everything in the store is a dollar. Okay, I get it now. I get why you're not allowed to go back. I <laughs> I absolutely, I would have kicked you out too. It was actually pretty fun. I you mean. Should, you should try it sometime. My first trip was similar, but I didn't keep asking. I was more like, this is a dollar? <laughs> this is a dollar? Oh my god! Yeah, gosh. you might not want to play the game because you enjoy going there too much. I'd hate for <laughs> somebody to ruin it for you. That would be, that would be awful. awful. Yeah. They came out this week with a instant, an instant coronavirus test it's a lot like the breathalyzer okay you uh you just blow in it and it tells you whether you have the coronavirus or not and i think we 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 visited about this uh this week you go to a volleyball game or you go to any kind of a public event now and they take your temperature before you can go in yeah they're doing that a lot of places and it freaks me out i get all anxious i'm like (laughs) 
oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, please be 98, please be 98. And then they look at me and go, you're good. And I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> I start jumping around and clicking my heels and it's just... You it, it does make you feel nervous. You feel like if you're going, if you fail the the temperature check, that like the Secret Service is going to jump out and get on you and put you in a quarantine. Not me. It's like if I drove two hours to this volleyball <laughs> game and they don't let me in because I got a hundred degree temperature, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> you're going to be like the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> you will not like me when I'm angry. Yeah, I don't like you when you're pleasant very much either. <laughs> <laughs> is there a difference? Have you heard about this new trend now? Couples doing soft launches of their relationships on Instagram. Soft launch relationships. Yeah, no. you know, you know, like whenever. I have no idea what that is. Okay, well, you know, whenever like a restaurant opens, they do a soft launch where they just kind of open it for a few people, kind of get people used to the restaurant being open. Well, that's what they're doing with these soft launches with relationships. You see, nowadays. People are a lot slower to define the relationship. It isn't just go out on a few dates and now you're boyfriend, girlfriend. There's like a whole process before you get to the defining of the relationship and letting the rest of the world know that you are dating someone. See, I'm, I'm still not used to all that letting the cat out of the bag on social media thing. It's like I see my a buddy of mine and I haven't talked to him in you know a couple of years and they come out and in a relationship and I'm like, what? You got married 20 years ago. Of course you're in a relationship. <laughs> oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not his wife. Yeah, I feel like the breakups and divorces and stuff, that's way more quiet. That's that's even below the actually announcing you're in a relationship. That's not that's below the soft sale? Yeah, that's way below or that. what is it? Soft, soft, soft launch. Uh, soft launch. Same thing. Yeah. Soft sale, soft launch. I guess they say, like, girls will post pictures of a at a restaurant but the guy's face isn't in it she'll tag the restaurant but not the guy it's basically letting people know i'm on a date but i'm not going to tell you who i'm on the date with until we're comfortable with being i don't know what they call it a social media official mm -hmm. uh, yeah it's like cow cuddling <laughs> you didn't date in the social media age you don't get it you don't understand this is actually a thing no i'm out mm -mm. <laughs> It, it reminds me of when I was in the seventh grade passing those little folded up football notes. That's what social media reminds me of. It's like, grow up, dude. Nobody cares. But they do. No, they don't. Okay. All right. Put me over. Okay. Maybe they do. But you could put me over there in the nobody cares department. Okay. And I'm going to put everyone else over here in the nobody cares that you don't care department. <laughs> it suits me fine. <laughs> the fewer, the better. Uh-huh. All right. So I'm pretty excited. I love me some Easton Corbin. Me too. I mean, seriously, whenever we first heard a little more country than that, it was just kind of, I, yeah. I, was, I was blown away. Who yeah. is this guy? He sounded like George Strait to me. It was, it was refreshing to hear that kind of country sound. Yeah, it's good stuff. And, uh... I like that he writes a lot of his own music, just and it's it's country, which you you know a lot of uh, the new guys and gals out on uh, that come out on the scene now, you know they kind of they start the argument whether it's country or not. But with Easton Corbin, there is no undecidedness on that. I mean, he's country to the bone. Yeah, you know a little little side note because you're talking about writing music, Joey and Rory's Rory Feek mm -hmm. wrote that a little more country than that. Really? Yeah. 
I had no idea about yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't either until I started doing a little digging on that. That's pretty cool. Good stuff. Well, actually, uh, I see our phone ringing right now. I think that just may be him. Let's check that out. Hello, this is Dave. Hey, Dave. It's Easton Corner. How you doing, buddy? What's up, Easton? Oh, man, I'm doing great. How you doing, man? Oh, good. I'm sitting over here with Lisa. Hey, Easton. Lisa. Lisa, how you doing? Oh, well, I'm pretty darn good. Pretty excited to have some live music coming back to the oh, area. Oh, man, you ain't the only one. You, you, uh, you ready to get out and, like, sing to some actual people? Actual people? Yeah, not a computer screen? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I can't wait. I've been, uh, I've been waiting for this. Well, since we got this thing booked, you know, a couple months ago, uh, I've been looking forward to this weekend the whole time. We're actually... As we speak, we're rehearsing right now, so getting ready. Cool. So is this going to be like, I know you've got a couple shows in Texas this week. Is this going to yes, be ma'am. one of your first ones back? Yes, ma'am. This will be, uh, we do an acoustic thing, uh, College Station, uh, Thursday night. Then we've got a, our first full band show in Granger, and you guys will be our second. Oh, wow. We'll be just warmed up good enough. And it'll, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Does that make you nervous at all? No, you know, I, I'm, I'm more excited than nervous, honestly. Um, you know, it's definitely when you when you haven't played, it's crazy because you know, you know, sometimes as a band, if we go two weeks without playing, it feels like you went two months without playing, and of course now it's been over six months not playing with your bandmates. So um, it'll definitely you know take a little getting used to you get back in there, but but you know it'll it'll happen pretty quick. Knock the rust off. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, good. He'll, he'll be nice and warmed up, like you said, yeah. by the time the fifth annual concert in the country gets here on Saturday. Of course, presented by Planet Ford and Moffitt Services. Again, we are so excited. You know, we've been a part of this event for a little while. Do you happen to know some of the history with Boots for Troops? I, I actually, I don't. I don't. Well, Boost for Troops is a wonderful organization. Jimmy Rogers, their founder, a veteran, he has put together this awesome organization where a lot of the money goes to these custom care packages that go out to our servicemen and women. I talk about it all the time. They're they're customized. This isn't just like throwing a bunch of beef jerky in a box and sending it off. They get to know these uh, these people and their likes and dislikes, and they make each package specifically for them. It also helps people get home for the holidays. Our servicemen and women get home for the holidays. Uh, even helped out recently with a service animal. And this is one of their biggest fundraising events here is the fifth annual concert in the country yeah i I know they're excited to have you and and, uh, all the guys and gals that are coming out i know that you've had okay so what we've had like six months of uh, well some people are using it as downtime some people are using it as an opportunity to get into their songwriting room and go to work have you been writing anything i've been writing a ton i've I've been in there i've been in the studio recording and um you know i'm excited to announce we got a brand new fix to come out um, the next month, and uh, so I've been working constantly, you know, on all that stuff. And um, I guess if there's any good that comes out of it, I mean, you know, as an artist, I've been able to get and then really, you know, lock in on that. I guess awesome. if you could say there's any good, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes you don't get this kind of, well, sometimes you've never gotten this kind of time. What am I saying? To have this much time off to, to work on something. So it is good that you have, you know, I guess, made something out of it with bringing some new music to the table. I know you had the the single Didn't Miss a Beat that came out around August. Is that something that came out of quarantine or was that recorded you know, pre? That's something, that's a song that I recorded pre-quarantine. Um, but but I have several that, that we recorded uh, here that, uh, that will uh, come out here um, so, in this new EP. Sure, it's been, it was recorded during uh, quarantine. 
Well, I know you guys, uh, when you're on the road, I mean, you just take the opportunity to ride anywhere, like on the bus, anywhere. So where, where's your favorite place to, to sit down and write songs? It's funny for me, I, I don't, you know, some people can ride out on the road, and I have done it before, but um, to me, I, I don't, I would rather write when I'm, you know, in town, just because there's so much going on while I'm out on the road, you know, just yeah. daily stuff of, sound check and going to the gym you know yeah just, just the daily stuff of, of out on the road it's kind of distracting a little bit when you're trying to ride and again i've done it before probably not my favorite place to ride um i definitely would rather ride when i'm in town and kind of, and, and that's all i have going on if that makes sense so yeah so do you have like your, a favorite room you have a, a favorite spot on your on your place you'd like to sneak away to or what yeah um in fact my producer he had a studio in there and we actually write in the studio yeah well, cool. That's, That's cool. always great. A little collaboration there with the, with the producer, I guess. Yeah. There you go. Now, I've got to say, I guess the very first time that I was introduced to your music was in the very beginning song uh, off the self-titled Easton Corbin album uh, with a little more country than that. I think the very first time we played it here at the station, we all were kind of like, who is that? Yeah. I'm like, that's that's a good one right there. Yeah, I think <laughs> that was probably one of the very first albums that, the full album that I had downloaded on, on iTunes. That's whenever I became, I guess, a high-tech redneck day. Mm-hmm. That's when I first learned how to how do you do a full album on iTunes? Yeah. Right. And it's just such such a wonderful album. And well, thank, thank Yeah, just uh, kind of all the music you've put out since then. Now, I want to know, I guess you're no longer on the record label, so how is it different from going from label to not being on the label and releasing music? Well, you know, it's kind of given me the freedom to kind of, and, and the time to go back and, and really, you know, get back to my roots, I guess you could say, and, and kind of, you know, do what I want to do if that makes sense, you know. Because with even with a label, you know, you definitely have a lot of influences, kind of, you know, pulling you certain ways and things like that. Um, which is not, you know, it, it, it it's it's can be good and be bad, you know. It just depends. And um, but this has been definitely been able to, or it allowed me to kind of, you know, get back to my roots and and just write songs that I love. Yeah, we happen to hear that a lot, you know, with working with a lot of independent artists. Is it, your hands aren't as tied, and you you do have a exactly. little bit more freedom. Yeah, exactly. You got a little more freedom to kind of do what you want to do, and you know, because when you're the label, you know, you've got your A and R folks and different executives that sometimes they think it needs to go a different direction or marry a little bit. And, you know, sometimes you disagree with it, sometimes you don't. And it's just you know a little bit different perspective. Well, I have to say, it has been a little while since I've seen one of your live shows. Uh, it was one of the rodeos in the area, and one of the things that I really did enjoy was you guys weren't afraid to throw a few cover songs out there for everybody, like some Brooks and Dunn and stuff. Do you guys still do some covers in the set? Yeah, we do, we do cover, too, for sure. You know, we, we try to do as much, you know, my music as we can, but we, we definitely throw, throw a cover or two in there just for fun. Well, I can't wait to see. I know I saw you're a big Elvis fan. Do you ever throw any Elvis out there? You know, it's funny. That all, I think I, I might have did Trouble one time, maybe. maybe. That's yeah, a good I one. I yeah, um, that's a good one. It's been one. forever ago. And, uh, so, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm a big Elvis fan. Of course, I'm a, you know, big Haggard fan and Pete Whitley and all that stuff, too, so. Um, can't go we, we wrong with any of those guys. Yeah. I'm sorry? I say you can't go wrong with any of those guys. No, that's, that's a winner right there. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, we're definitely looking forward to the show. Again, it's happening this Saturday out in Magnolia, the fifth annual Concert in the Country. You can go online now and get your tickets at concertinthecountry.org. Easton, we can't wait to see you. You're hitting the stage at 930. It's just going to be a wonderful day. Hey, it's going to be a great show. We're looking forward to the troops out there. Anything involving the troops, man, it's a 
150% in, you know. My, my dad's a veteran, so um, I, I certainly can I'm down with that anytime. Well, it's going to be beautiful weather. I think like uh, 76 for a high that day and just uh, it, it, here in Texas, those are, are rare days. So <laughs> we're glad that it's, it's going to be a great day. Can't wait to see you. Hey, and we appreciate you giving us a shout, man. Hey, man, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Look forward to it.